Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is the first film in the unofficial Vengeance trilogy directed by Park Chan-wook, a series of movies that I've been looking forward to getting into. I am a huge fan of Old Boy, obviously, which is the... Uh, second film in the quote-unquote vengeance trilogy uh, and sympathy for mr vengeance would be the first film and the title of this movie perfectly summarizes this movie in a lot of ways because there is a lot of vengeance by men and this movie makes you sympathize with both of them because the situations that both of these people, that all of these people are involved with, are not very good. And they are not good people, obviously. Uh, it, it is like in su such a good way and so well illustrates uh, the difficulties and the complexities that life exists in. That things aren't always cut and dry. They're not always black and white. Good people do bad things. Bad people do good things. It is possible to have sympathy for people who are engaged in bad activities or who have gone down bad roads. And uh, this movie also, like many Korean films that I've watched, uh, continues to draw parallels between uh, the similarities that the United States is dealing with uh, in regards to capitalism, uh, at, in the same ways that Korea is, uh, dealing with debt, dealing with a broken healthcare system. Uh, and this movie is an example of all of those many things. Um, you have a, one of our main characters is deaf and is working a factory job and gets let go. Uh, and uh, you, so you feel bad for him. He has a sister that he lives with that has kidney problems, and he's struggling to get money to pay for the kidney problems. Uh, part of one of the characters in this film is the boss, the person that owns the factory that let go of this kid, uh, and seeing how he's dealing with issues, also uh, how he's kind of a bad person for laying people off. Uh, which is a very common thing in uh, capitalism where you have corporations that lay off people, even if they're, uh, you know, people that helped that were there uh, when the company started that never took any time off. That was the model employee. Uh, there is no sympathy for those people as corporations lay off to cut costs. Uh, so you, you, you see that that guy is a bad guy, but you end up having sympathy for him, uh, when the, his kid gets kidnapped. Um, you have the girlfriend of the deaf, deaf dude that, that encourages him to do things, uh, in order to help pay for his sister's surgery that he needs. And he needs like 10,000 won in order to get this organ transplant, which even waiting for a donor is is a problem. Uh, so I will be definitely spoiling aspects of this movie, which I've touched on a couple things. Uh, it is a movie that came out in 2002. 
the runtime is just over two hours, rated R. It is an amazing movie. Uh, I had never seen it before. I've seen Old Boy a few times and, and familiar with Park Chan-wook's work. Uh, Handmaiden is an amazing movie as well. I uh, will be eventually watching all of his movies in order to do a top five episode of my favorite top five favorite uh, Park Chan-wook films. So eventually I will be doing that. Uh, but as of now, I will be the next couple weeks watching the three films that are part of the vengeance trilogy uh so next week will be old boy which i'm excited to revisit that movie and then the last movie being sympathy for mrs vengeance or lady vengeance i should say uh is the third of the vengeance trilogy which i think i've seen that one i'm not 100 percent sure but i've never seen this one and it was a great ride going on this movie very difficult emotions as I was going. I like surprising as this movie went on, how they how he's able to make me sympathize with disgusting humans. Right? There is no all of the characters are bad. There are no good characters in this movie aside from maybe this dude's sister who has the kidney problems, right? And the daughter, who are like innocent bystanders in this whole thing, in this situation that goes horribly wrong immediately once things are set in motion. But the things that happen are things that happen to people that are doing bad things. They choose to do bad things. They do ch choose to treat people inhumanely. And then stumble into situations where despite their better judgment end up like getting into more trouble and it's just like painful it's like painful because you are sympathizing with these people and it's amazing that this movie's able to do that it's it's amazing that they're able to pull he's able to pull that off in this movie which i really appreciate that i really appreciate the complexity uh and it really makes me sad you know seeing the way society is set up in Korea and how similarly these same things are part of American culture as far as capitalism, as far as business practices, as far as a broken healthcare system, as far as people getting in mountains of debt. It's all painful things that like humans are being subject to inhumanely out of greed, out of a few people who stand at the top of that hill who have zero sympathy for the, the vast majority of humans that are struggling uh, in this system. Uh, so I do appreciate that is one, one aspect of Korean cinema that I, Bong Joon-ho, a lot of Bong Joon-ho movies uh, ha, you know, deal with similar themes and uh, it, it's something that comes up a lot. I've noticed even the show uh, Squid Game has aspects of that and touches on, on the, the downsides of capitalism. Um, but with all that said, uh, I am going to be spoiling aspects of it. But So you have this guy, right? I, I, let me see if I can f figure his name out, this deaf guy. Which uh, The fact that this character, Ryu... His character being deaf adds to the story. Like, this story would not have gone the way it goes if not for this character being deaf. 
Like things happen outside of his control, unbeknownst to him, that could have been avoided if he had the ability of, of, of hearing, but he doesn't. And because of that, it, it not only adds a complexity to his care and a character, a new flavor to this movie, just in general, just in, you know, there's a sex scene where he's communicating with sign language to the woman, to his girlfriend as they're having sex, which is, for, I read a trivia thing that this is the first sex scene that ever, that ever implemented sign language. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a thing where he's trying to do a good thing. Right. He has his sister who is his in constant pain. Right. Is making moaning sounds that his neighbors attribute to sex sounds. And there's scenes of them group masturbating while their ears are pressed against the wall. Meanwhile, when the camera pans into his apartment, into Ryu's apartment with his sister, you see that she's just writhing around on the ground in pain because her kidneys are shutting down. Right. You see him at the doctor's office being told that he can't donate his kidneys because he's the wrong blood type and that they still need to wait on this. So he needs to make sure he has the ten thousand dollars ready, ten thousand won ready for the transplant when a kidney becomes available. Right. You see the desperation that he has, especially after losing his job. Right. Having this money that he is going to use to pay for the surgery and instead of going to get the surgery on this waiting list decides to get into the black market like he sees a sticker for black market organs and decides to what he thinks to go buy some kidneys and ends up getting duped and having his kidney removed and his money taken like he's trying to do a good thing to help his sister going outside of the standard paths to getting that done and he is getting he's getting shit on at every corner right getting duped by these organ these black market organ people getting let go by this job that is just like every other corporation that does not care about the people that work there they are expendable as as everything else they are just it it's cheaper to hire new people than to keep paying for people that have been there forever that may be getting have gotten raises over the years right it's the even even at a company i used to work for costco who's in in many views people look up to costco they say oh that's the shining beacon of how corporations should run but the reality when i was there a de almost a decade ago is they were hiring seasonal people at the maximum amount that they could have them without and then terminate letting them go before so they don't have to offer them any any benefits whatsoever they don't have to offer them any health care anything like that they get to pay the the baseline pay and then they let them go for whatever the time period is until they can bring them back and they would just have this revolving door of seasonal employees that wouldn't that never get to get raises that never have to they never have to pay for benefits like they were they were utilizing every single loophole necessary to not have to pay people 
every single senior employee that worked at Costco was the first on the chopping block. And I saw so many people get terminated for these smallest things, but because they were topped out employees making the most that they could get, getting their bonuses twice a year, they were the first on the chopping block. So despite the fact that people consider Costco to be this like bright shining beacon of what what a, a corporation should be practicing at just because they pay above minimum wage, they're still they they still have like using utilizing every single loophole in order not to give people the benefits that they can. You know, changing things to make it harder for people to get raises. Anyway, enough of my Costco diatribe. Uh, it's all capitalism, though. It's just the disgusting system that capitalism, it, like, forces our society to function as. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high-quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right. This is not bad for the environment. This is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. So he ends up getting like when he gets screwed over, he wakes up and he's like got the 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 stitches where his kidney was and he's naked and his money's gone. It's just like so brutal. It's just so brutal. It's like instantaneously you have sympathy for this guy. Right. You have sympathy. Not only you had sympathy before because he's dealing with his sister that's in pain. He's trying to do everything he can to try and make his sister's life better. And then he gets screwed over. He ends up getting fired. Right. So then his girlfriend has this idea. Let's kidnap. Your boss's kid. Right. Because the only time you hear kidnappings go wrong is when they don't pay up. And then they have to kill the kid. That's the only time when they go, well, you don't hear anything. Right? She's convincing him. In, in a desperate situation. And while they're, they're like staking out and like doing their research on this boss that they're going to kidnap. They see another person that had been let go by the same boss. Basically throw himself in front of the car and get run over in order to try and get money. This is a guy that worked for this, this other guy, worked for the business, worked for the company since it began. He was like the best employee, and he, got, he has nothing now. He has no way to take care of his family, and he's desperate, just as desperate as this other guy is to try and get a kidney transplant for his sister. And they're watching. It's like comedic. Like There are dark, darkly comedic scenes. And it's like this guy ends up trying to commit serpico trying to like cut his guts out on the street as like as the deaf dude and his girlfriend are just as ryu and his girlfriend are just watching and they're like maybe this isn't a good idea like we're not the only ones that are trying to like get money out of this guy 
definitely some dark comedic moments in in this movie. So they end up and she's like convincing him. She's like, oh, she's probably the girl is going to love it. She's probably not even going to want to go home. She's going to enjoy it. It's like, we're just going to take care of her. We're going to have fun. And that's what they do. They end up kidnapping her and they do. They have fun. Like they have to, in order to send the ransom note to get a picture of her not having fun, they like, they like tease her about giving her a necklace and then not giving her like he kind of, you know, makes her cry for like a moment in time makes her cry, which making babies cry, making children cry is easy, right? They don't, they don't get their way for one small thing. They'll start crying and then, Oh, here you go. And then they stop. Does this little manipulation to get her cry so we can get the Polaroid right in order to try and make this thing happen. They kidnap her. And then they get the money, right? Which he ties them up to a lamppost outside, which is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting how it all happens. But then, like, immediately things start falling apart. Like, he goes home. He gets the money. He goes home where the kid is at and his sister's like there like his sister doesn't know what's happening she just is like she just thinks that she's watching uh, uh, uh like somebody else's like they're just babysitting but while he's out getting the money he f- she finds out that they're that they're doing that they kidnapped this kid and that they, she's ransoming him and like there's a scene where he gets home and it's like apparently an improvised scene where like this kid is just sitting in front of the TV watching cartoons chewing on like a root. And they come in and they're like playing around or whatever. And then out of nowhere she hands him this letter and he starts to read this letter. And it's about how his sister found out that he kidnapped this girl and she's like I can't live this way. I can't believe you did this. Like this is so dishonorable. And then you know what he thought she was in the bathroom washing herself up right the whole time this is happening you're hearing water trickling and i kind of thought it was just like a shower in the background but she wasn't in the shower she was in the bathtub and he couldn't hear the water trickling maybe they didn't even have a shower maybe if he could hear he would have heard the water trickling and know something was wrong because he goes into the bathroom and he sees that his sister killed herself because she found out that he kidnap this girl in order to get money to pay for her transplant she's like i can't do this and so it's like the whole reason he did all of these things the whole reason he tried to get the black market organ and got duped by those people this the whole reason he kidnapped this kid he was doing it all for her and it was all for no reason whatsoever because she ended up killing herself anyway it's just like so heartbreaking so heartbreaking like yeah this guy did a bad thing i mean he kidnapped a kid but he's not torturing the kid the kid doesn't even know kid's having a blast and then she's dead of course when the kid gets kidnapped the dad's in pain right the boss he got i mean he kind of it's i mean a kind of a win-win he gets to make his boss kind of get back at him give him some you know but the kid not in danger 
but then like to Kate take care of his sister's body takes takes her out to like some you know remote lake area and while in the process of burying her the kid because of another guy that's there that's got cerebral palsy shows up and like the kid's trying to get away because he's bugging the kid the kid falls in the water and because he's deaf again he can't hear that this kid falls in the water and because the dad didn't take her to go get swimming lessons like he was planning to she drowns even though the water's not even that deep right he thinks it's deep the deaf kid think ryu thinks it's deep so he doesn't jump in to go save her because he can't swim but his memory of how deep the water is is from when he was a kid and he couldn't reach the bottom. But it's just like you have this tragedy of his sister killing herself, which makes all of the things he's tried to do, all of these illegal things that he's tried to do, m- meaningless, completely meaningless. And then this kid drowns. like, oh, my God. It's like everything just keeps getting worse and worse for this guy. So his kid drowns, and then so, so then the dad, they you know, the cops find whatever, whatever. The cops are there. They're investigating the scenario. The dad's there, and he's like, you know, the investigator's like, well, why didn't you call us or whatever? He's like, well, I thought if I just paid, nothing would happen. And nothing would have happened. It was, like, all accidental. It was all, like, not meant to be that way. And then another comedic moment happened, darkly comedic moment, where this investigator gets a call and he's like on the phone that somebody is going to have to get a surgery that costs $10,000. Like, again, somebody else, this investigator is dealing with a broken healthcare system and the massive healthcare bills that come along with it. And he's like, well, I hope. You know, he makes a joke about, like, the, his, the dude who's in the van who just had his kid kidnapped and died. Like, he makes a joke about it. Kind of. I mean, he's, like, it's, like, it's so darkly funny. It's, like, why are you saying that? The dude's right there. But it's just another moment of, like, the darkly, dark, humorous aspects of this movie. So you have uh, the yeah. So that that's a funny aspect. Anyway, um, and then you, so then you have basically two people that are seeking revenge, right? You have the deaf dude Ryu, who is angry. He's going to get revenge on the people who duped him out of the money and getting the organ, the black market people. Right, and then you also have uh, Dong Jin Park, who is the the father, wanting to get revenge for his daughter, wants to get revenge on Ryu, and you see how Dar- Dong Jin Park finds out where the girlfriend lives, electric like hooks her up to like this machine, 
throws a blanket over her and electrocutes her. She tells him, like, trying to convince him to let her go, that she's part of a terrorist organization and that she gave them his photo. And if, if, if he doesn't, if he just lets her go, then he'll be fine. But if, if he kills her, then they're going to come seek revenge and kill him. So for his safety, she's begging him to stop. Right. But clearly she's also trying to convince him to stop. And then you see Ryu, how his girlfriend and them set up for him to get revenge. And you see him like it's just brutal. You see like people that you care about. Right. You mildly care about this business owner guy. Yeah, he lost his daughter. I feel bad. Sympathy. Sympathy for him. But he is a bad guy. He was a bad guy before didn't deserve his daughter to be killed sure he's going he's becoming an even worse person now because he's going out to seek revenge same thing with ryu means well trying to get the right the proper care for his sister everything falls apart but he's going to get revenge and digs deep into this like the depths of of like destruction of evil that both of these characters are going down like the both of these characters ryu already broke bad in his own way this boss guy was already breaking bad just by virtue of being in the capitalist machine and now they're even going deeper into the evil territory and how ryu like goes in and just destroys everybody involved in the organ thing let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces that's right i am also an artist I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, Buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8 by 10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly and if you're the type of person that likes to invest in nfts there are also nfts available for select faces go to inspireddisorder.com now and now let's get back to the show and then you find out like you see him eating right after he takes care of the you know bashes the dude's skull in with the bat and then stabs the other dude in the neck with the the screwdriver and you you hear the the doctor lady's like well don't take it out it's in his jugular so he takes it out obviously and it starts spewing everywhere but you see him eating something and later you find out that like ryu was eating he like he removed the livers of those people and ate like you find that out later and it's like what the like you like clearly he was like he was like in a place like both of these guys are in a place of vengeance both of them and i kind of want like even watching this i'm like i kind of i sympathize with ryu i'm like yeah i would sure yeah i mean a little extreme a little extreme eating the livers 
A little extreme, bashing the dude's head in with a bat. Okay. A little extreme, but I sympathize. I don't know what mental state I would be in if not only my sister killed herself because I wasn't able to, because of, you know, all of these outside forces making it in, impossible for me to help her, me trying to help her doing the right thing and then trying to do the wrong thing to help her and it all falling apart and then losing his girlfriend, right? The scene where he's like holding her hand in the elevator. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. After he kills the, those, after he eats the livers and then goes to, to her apartment and then she's already dead, been electrocuted by Dong Jin Park, who like... Heart, like he didn't care like at all like he was never gonna let her go right he zapped her again even after he found like the happy pictures even after he found out that like his daughter wasn't being tortured or anything but she's still dead it's just like oh it's just like brutal so brutal and then they're kind of after each other right because now Ryu wants to get him for hurting his, for killing his girlfriend. And it's like Ryu's sitting outside stalking this dude's house, which he never shows up because he is like the, the parallels of these two characters, of them both seeking revenge and then now seeking revenge on each other. Like when he realizes, oh, he's not showing up and he goes back to his apartment. He realizes, oh, my screen's been cut out. Something, and he sees through the window that the dude is sleeping in his bed. And there's another comedic moment where he's outside of his door. Ryu's outside of his apartment door with Dong Jin Park sleeping inside. His boss, his old boss, sleeping inside. And he's, like, standing outside, like, kind of seeing different stances he can take when he's going to bust in and kill him. Another darkly, like, a funny moment. <laughs> like, when you're in such de depravity, these little moments are hilarious. And him just trying to get position, the correct position outside the door. And then, of course, once he touches the doorknob, you realize that he, like, it was funny. It's like, oh, it was electrocuted, of course. It was all a setup. He was baiting him grabs the doorknob and electrocutes himself and then gets beat up and then ends up taking him to the lake, you know, into the water, cuts his Achilles heels, Achilles, the tendons, brutal, oh, so brutal, cuts his Achilles heels in the water and then eventually, like we don't see it, but eventually is digging a hole to dispose of the body. And then these guys show up. And what seemed like her making up a story, which even the cops, when they were investigating, they're like, oh, she's part of this terrorist organization, but apparently she's the only member. So at that moment, as the audience, you think, oh, she was just lying about it to try and get him to set her free, right? She's just trying to make up an excuse for him to let her go. 
But then these guys show up at the lake, and they got a picture of him. They're like, oh, that's the guy. And they're like, oh, shit, she was part. And it's confirmed later, right? We hear the voiceover of her again saying, it's like, oh, I'm part of this terrorist organization. And when they, they stab him, like, they're, you know, they take care of him, they cut him up, and then they stab a death notice to his chest. Brutal. Right? The same kind of thing she printed out earlier for something else. Maybe for what, you know, anyway. Like this death, death notice. Like you, you're convicted. Uh, you're sentenced to death. Uh, stabbed through his chest. And then you see, and then it pans over, and you see all of these bags with like a bloody little reciprocating saw and like, or a, a wheel saw or whatever that Dong Jim Park had just dismembered Ryu, right? Killed him, dismembered him, put him in bags, and he was in the process of burying him. And it's like how both of these guys, Ryu and Dong Jin Park, both meet their end, right? They they completely consumed by their vengeance, and it it ends up destroying them in their pursuit for vengeance and it's like it's amazing because it's like everybody dies like all of the bad people end up killing each other and in some ways it's justice right it's justified all their deaths but at the same time like you can't help but feel like bad right because you because of this movie it forces you to have to be sim- to sympathize with these horrible characters like you sympathize with Ryu right uh, you're just trying to do a good thing and then it all goes bad and even though he was doing trying to do the good thing by doing bad things it ended up just falling apart Dong Jin Park a bad person bad business owner Horrible thing happens to him. Tragedy happens to him. Doesn't deserve his kid to die. But also the kid could have survived if he just took it. Like there's like there's the shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff in this movie. The people just trying to do good in the moment. And then you see like the downfall of these characters both kind of going after each other. It's a beautiful movie. It is amazing how it's able to really pull off emotionally, pull off those things for different characters coming at a situation from different perspectives. How, like, the title of this movie is representative representative of multiple characters, where you literally have sympathy for the ideal of vengeance in these two men. And you, like, want them to seek vengeance... But at the same time, you kind of want people to get away with stuff. You want things to go back to normal. You want things to go well. But, like, you know you're headed. Like, you know where you're headed. And it doesn't end well. And it doesn't end well for either of these characters. And it's just a beautiful movie. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I mean, the the director, Park Chan-wook, is... Or Chan-wook Park amazing director so good at telling a story 
like so well balanced, so well able to like convey emotion and and tone and like even able to sprinkle in like darkly comedic moments that don't take you out at all right that fit into the absurdity of the the just the utter utter despair and and utter just disgusting nature of humanity and just how just almost hopeless it is and uh anyway uh, i absolutely loved it if you haven't checked it out I highly recommend it. I'm so looking forward to, you know, completing this trilogy as a whole. I'm super looking forward to dipping back into the disgusting. Like I remember old boy, but I can't wait to rewatch it. And uh, especially through a new lens of knowing I'm going to talk about it. Uh, But yeah, just absolutely love this movie and uh, looking forward to uh, the next, next installment in the vengeance trilogy. So highly recommend checking out Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, directed by Chanwook Park. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.